Four o'clock, good afternoon. ESCOM is switching off the lights again, probably for the rest of the week. The power utility says a lack of generating power to meet demand has resulted in the decision to implement stage one load shedding until 10 tonight. ESCOM spokesperson Kulipasiwe says generators are not performing optimally to meet demand after a quiet Easter weekend while the grid is very constrained. The latest regulated blackouts come with winter still a month away. Pasiwa says the situation is not looking good for the rest of the week. Murder suspect George Luca will know by next week whether he will be released from prison due to ill health. Luca's lawyer, Owen Bloomberg, says the director of the Josimampuru prison in Pretoria has informed them that he will make a representation to a judge to have Luca released. Luca has been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He's accused of killing Tito's boss, Lolly Jackson, in 2010. He claims Czech fugitive Radovin Kretcher is the real murderer. Bloomberg elaborates. But how, what, what decision the judge has made, based on the representations of the uh, director of the prison, of the prison concerned, would include the medical advice and the MPA be on the subject, and also the representations we have to make with regard to on-term care. Fraud and corruption charges have been laid against EFF leader Julius Malema, this time by the party's suspended chief financial officer, Vikas Kutsia. Kutsia made the revelation at a joint press conference with businessman and former EFF senior official Kenny Kunene. He says Malema and his deputy, Floyd Shivambu, ordered payments from party coffers to different bank accounts without following proper procedures. Kutsia says his only crime was to question the irregular practice. In the two months I was in head office, I quickly realized there was no proper financial system in place, nor was good practices followed. My trouble started when I refused to load payments that were not in line with the law. Time and again, I was instructed to make payments without invoices. I kept being told the invoice, invoices will come, but they never did. This is illegal. The suspected mass graves of up to 1,700 captured Iraqi soldiers killed by Islamic State militants have been found in the city of Tikrit. The sites are near a former U.S. Army base. Iraqi forensic teams have begun to ex- excavate 12 graves following the city's recent liberation from ISIS. The June 2004 in- 2014 rather, incident is notorious after ISIS posted videos of the killings. Survivors say the militants questioned the victims to identify those who were Shia before killing them. The BBC's Jim Mayer. Islamic State itself posted video clips glorifying Iraq's biggest atrocity in years. Hundreds of Shia captives were led off, lined up and shot dead in a highly organized mass murder. With so many Shia prisoners murdered, there were fears of sectarian revenge when IS was driven out of mainly Sunni Tikrit last week. Shia militias and volunteers were heavily involved in the operation. As the grim excavations go ahead, sectarian tensions are not the only worry. The Iraqi government is under huge pressure from the victims' families to find out quickly what happened. And finally, a man released from prison after nearly 30 years on death row in the U.S. state of Alabama has blamed his conviction on being black and poor. Prosecutors dropped the case against Anthony Ray Hinton when new ballistic tests contradicted the only evidence that linked him to the murders of two restaurant managers in 1985. He told the BBC the case against him was built around racism and a lie. His advocate, Brian Stevenson, says the case demands a review. The top story at 4 o'clock. ESCOM is switching off the lights again, probably for the, next, for the rest of the week. 
The power utility says the lack of generating power to meet demand has resulted in the decision to implement stage one load shedding until 10 tonight. I'm Sureshin Pillay. Headlines in half an hour.